Hello, you are listening to Delta Dispatches. We're discussing Louisiana's coast, its people, wildlife, and jobs, and why restoring it matters. I'm Jacques Hebert with Audubon, Louisiana. And I'm Simone Malaz with Restore or Retreat. Happy almost Easter, Simone. Happy 51st show. 51st. Although, I had <laughs> a little... easy to count for a little while. I know, I know. <laughs> Um, I had a little fact check on that, so we're going to have to check the numbers. <laughs> so, hey, it doesn't happen it's often that enough. you think you're 50 and then you get a few years on you. So maybe we're only 47. We'll, we'll update you next time. Um, but we, we have to do our normal uh, field trip uh, check-in. Uh, so my you, turn this week. Yeah. Yes, yes. We um, we did spend uh, the past couple of days. We had some staff fly in from D.C. We had a great trip with them. Um, we had a really great trip out to Davis Pond, which we like to show people, especially now that it's high river. I actually had never been to the structure when the when the river is high as uh, is as high as it is now. Uh, and then we went out into the ponding area and had a really great trip. Weather held out. We talked yeah. about that. Not so great today, but it held out yesterday uh, as well. We went down down the bayou. And that's, I heard you saw some white pelicans, an mm. owl. Yes. Yes, Lots the owl birds. looked fake. <laughs> it was so funny. Uh, the pelicans were also eating at the structure, and and one caught a fish in his bill, and it was amazing to watch him try to eat an entire fish. Um, so it was really, really great. Did you get out of the office this week? You know, I did, but on Sunday evening, mm-hmm. Audubon, Louisiana, we had a dinner with Country Roads Magazine um, at Lake Martin. This is where I start to sing John Denver. Huh? <laughs> <Country>. <laughs> outside of uh, outside of Bro Bridge nice. at this beautiful bed and breakfast. And they did, you know, some bird tours beforehand. And then um, the dinner was, uh, it was uh, put on by uh, chefs uh, Cody and Sam Carroll from Sacolay. They're nice. on the New Food Network show. Nice. Um, and it was kind of the theme was Flyway Home. So we had, our, our scientist Eric Johnson and Katie Percy talking about bird conservation. It was a really beautiful setting, but we, uh, yeah. yeah, yeah. We I talked about Eric and and Katie um, yesterday when we went out to Caminata. Uh, the beach was really beautiful. They had so many people on the beach. They had little kids playing. And I knew it's about to be bird time, right? It is. So we are gearing up for our coastal stewardship season um, and beach nesting birds. So we'll have some more information on that. But um, we're going to have a big volunteer day, um, coast to coast, we're calling it, um, in mid-April. And it's going to be some volunteer work on Grand Island, Elmer's Island, but then also out in Holly Beach. So um, whether you're in Southwest or kind of South Central or wherever you are, there'll be an opportunity to get out and and see this beautiful restoration and the birds that depend on it and help protect some of the birds while they get ready to nest. Yeah, the beach the beach looked really great. It was really rough. It was really rough. Do you imagine it was very windy yesterday? And they, um, like I said, they just had tons of people out there, like surf fishing, kids playing in the sand. And the beach was so clean. And so uh, it the story when we take people down there really tells itself. It's it's a really, really great story to say. Um, Chet was even saying there's so many, like, ospreys and stuff oh, all, um, awesome. all in the port and that kind of stuff. And so... Um, they're kind of birders too down there at the port. Yeah, so. I love it. I love it. Well, um, you know, th- we also have to follow up. We had um, Stacy Ortego yes. from uh, yes. Louisiana Wildlife Federation yes. on the show last week, and they actually had their informational meeting um, in uh, on, on Monday. On Monday, yeah. on Sounds- the river introdu- reintroduction into Moorpaw Swamp. Right. Sounds like it was well attended. Did mm-hmm. y'all help with some? We helped with the live stream, mm-hmm. and then we had That's some folks cool. there in attendance. But yeah, it was it was really well attended. A lot of really good questions. You know, people kind of understanding that, like, hey, there's this beautiful swamp, um, you know, Moorpaw Swamp. 
uh, that we need to protect and we're going to need to get some river water and sediment into it. And, and it's great to see that this project has some funding. And um, I believe Brad Miller from yeah, CPRA, great, yeah. who we've had on the show, uh-huh. was there. So uh, congrats to Louisiana Wildlife Federation on a great event. Yeah, yeah. Good for them. They um, we, we understood that they were going to have a good turnout. And it turned, sounds like they not only had a good turnout, but they also had really great questions. And, you know, that live feed thing's pretty amazing, mm-hmm. right? Now people are starting to ask. Um, are y'all going to live feed that? SCPRA does it for their monthly meetings. Mm-hmm. And um, I actually missed the Governor's Advisory Commission meeting this week in Lake Charles. And um, that's the perfect example of, you know, something where we could have connected folks that, um, you know, weren't so close. Yeah. Well, and I, I know a reporter, I'm not going to say who, but uh, <laughs> loves that loves technology the, uh-huh, because, I mean, I they're bet. so strapped and busy <laughs> that, like, now they can just watch from their desk as opposed to having to go all the way to Baton Rouge. So, Definitely, you know, making that as accessible as possible is a great thing. Um, so we have a day coming up. We do it every we do, year. We do. It's that time of year. It's snuck up on us this mm-hmm. year for sure. So um, uh, Coastal Day at the Louisiana Legislature is next week, next Tuesday. Um, I kept saying the wrong date, but it is April 3rd. Um, and uh, we actually have a, a good day planned. Um, we're going to have a, a kick the day off with a panel in the morning talking about funding to the state talked about this so many times on the show and it's a real interest of restore retreat um, talking about all the different revenue sources that the state has um, and how we can maximize and leverage those funding sources and Who's then, on the panel um, so me of course um, of course uh, so we also are going to have uh, Rochelle Moore and uh, Megan Terrell, who was a, a previous guest on the show. Um, we have uh, Steve Cochran, who's going to talk about environmental impact bonds. We're going to talk a little bit about the GOMESA work. And uh, avid listener Chip Klein is going to be the moderator. Wonderful. Well, I'll sh- I'm sure he'll do a great job mm-hmm. at that. Maybe he learned a few things yeah, from, uh, from us <laughs> on the show. Um, but yeah, looking forward to today. And we're bringing yep. up a lot of supporters, business leaders, yes, students. Definitely. Yeah, right? it's open to anybody. Anybody really um we all have the information and the agenda to share um it's uh it's a busy day but it's not too busy um and not a lot of people uh go to the legislature unless you really have to and and you have um, business there all the time but it it's really fascinating experience kind of brings you back to civics class yeah i mean i i did it last year um and it's just such a great way to see how the process works and then also you know there's so many issues that come up before the legislature. And obviously we all know you and I care so much about coastal issues and it's such a great opportunity for people to go directly to their representatives and say, Hey, you know, I'm a business owner in Homa and, you know, coastal restoration is vital um, to my bottom line and to addressing and, and hearing that, you know, directly from people who live in the community and work in the community is so important. Definitely. So and you can day. see, you know, how hard, you know, folks like uh, Jerome's ring work, mm-hmm. you know, we've had him on the show before and, and things like that. So it is a really fascinating process. And so uh, now that they're in regular session, it's kind of a long, uh, long session, mm-hmm. but um, uh, word is, is that they're trying to get out quickly because they have another special right. session and at the end. Of course, the thing that we're watching most closely is the annual plan. Sure, sure. And so that is supposed to come up in committee uh, relatively soon, even sooner than maybe what we thought. And uh, that is actually kind of a long process. And they they tried to do it a little differently this year. Um so that they could speed it up a little. You used to have to go through uh, two committees on each side, and so they're trying to. Uh, they tried it a little differently this year to see mm-hmm. if they could get it through the process faster. Still, all through the same committees, uh, but you know, just trying to get through the committees faster. And just for new listeners, if you didn't catch our annual plan <laughs> episode, so this is the yeah. um, you know the piece of legislation yes. or you know yes. that the, that 
funds the, our coastal restoration right. and protection projects year to year. Right. It authorizes the CPRA to um, to spend so much money on coastal protection and restoration, and uh, it's hundreds of millions of dollars, mm-hmm. and they even project into the future a couple of years, um, and it looks like maybe two years from now we could have very close to a billion dollars in expenditures at um, at CPRA on coastal restoration That's and protection. huge, work. because, I mean, obviously, you know, we talk about the need so much, right, and to see these projects coming up, and then there's funding there always use more um but um to see the you know the wheels moving and things you know the progress happening on the ground is is so great definitely um on another note thinking about a past show i saw some more tabasco articles come out yeah too. there was a an article um i believe in and the now guardian. That i know what tabasco yeah. means thank you yeah it's a region of mexico um yeah there was an article in the guardian that came out that featured some of our uh coalition members david muth and others and again i mean it's their 150th anniversary and yeah. they're such an iconic an important brand. I mean, they shipped 700,000 bottles of Tabasco around the world. Apparently, even Queen Elizabeth herself, the second, is a fan. Um, She's my queen, you know. She's yours, Mm -hmm. yeah. Mm -hmm. I think I think she's mine too. Mm-hmm. You know, I've been watching Victoria but on uh, on PBS, but yeah, like Queen Elizabeth II. But yeah, you know, I mean, so it's such an important brand and such an, an amazing example of Louisiana's working coast and what we do. And you know, I was in a conversation today with someone about like even our sugar cane and how mm-hmm. far that yeah. goes and yeah. how many you know going into like Bayou Rum and stuff like that. Yeah, you know, yeah. so um, you know, any example we have of the economic importance of our coast um, and how many people it touches. Yeah. Uh, is, is great. So. That's a great way we found an ambassador, right? Mm-hmm. And had some other reach in the world. Well, um, we have a couple of important guests. We're going to talk about uh, what's happening on the federal level, what's happening on the state level. Um, so, Jacques, will you hold on through the break? I will gladly <laughs> hold on to it. And if you're uh, listening, go to deltadispatches.org, yeah. subscribe to and our count podcast, how many episodes count the episodes, let us know. Um, and then also re- send us a review, you know, rate the show because that's how you boost our, our ratings. And maybe we'll have more listeners than just avid listener Chip Klein. <laughs> so, um, we'll be right back after the break. Uh, you're listening to Delta Dispatches on WGSO 990 AM. I'm Don Cheadle. Listen up. I want to talk to you about something important, the Environmental Defense Fund. EDF isn't like some of the other environmental groups. EDF works together with those on both sides of the issue. Despite all the fighting in Washington, EDF has found ways for both parties to support real progress that has made our air and water cleaner and the products in our homes safer. So not only can our planet prosper, so can our future. Go to edf.org to see how you can help. National Wildlife Federation gives voices to the wildlife conservation values that are part of our country's heritage. We are charting a new course for wildlife that our children and grandchildren will thank us for. Visit our website, nwf.org Louisiana, to find out more about our work to restore and protect coastal Louisiana for generations to come. National Wildlife Federation, uniting all Americans to ensure wildlife thrive in a rapidly changing world. nwf.org Louisiana. At Audubon, we believe that where birds thrive, people prosper. Nowhere is that more evident than in Louisiana. Integrating science, education, and policy, Audubon, Louisiana's mission is to conserve and restore natural ecosystems, focusing on birds, other wildlife, and their habitats for the benefit of humanity and the Earth's 
biological diversity. Visit la.audubon.org to learn more and support our mission. la.audubon.org. Restore Retreat is a coastal nonprofit organization working in the heart of the Barataria and Terrebonne Basins, from the Mississippi River to the Atchafalaya. We work every day to restore Louisiana's coast community and culture with our mission of implementing long-term and large-scale projects for our irreplaceable region. We'll hope you join us in supporting the solution. Check us out on Twitter, Facebook, and online at www.restoreorretreat.org. Hello, you are listening to Delta Dispatches. We're discussing Louisiana's coast, its people, wildlife, and jobs, and why restoring it matters. I am Jacques Hebert with Audubon, Louisiana. And I'm Simone Malaz with Restore or Retreat. Simone, how was the LSU game? <laughs> so um, I had to sneak out of a very important event. Apparently, I wasn't very good at sneaking out of that event. And um, we went to the Wally Pond of Classic, mm-hmm. which was, uh, I kept I kept calling it Zephyr Stadium. And I was corrected that it's the Shrine on Airline because it's BB Cakes now. Uh, we had great seats, uh, 10th row, right behind home plate. If you watched it on TV, I was right behind the scoreboard. Nice. So you couldn't see me at all. You had your purple on. <laughs> I did have my purple one. Uh, super fun game. Great atmosphere. Unfortunately, the Tigers lost. Oh, no. Yes. Uh, I wanted to mention in the first segment, too, that um, I got to see you play rugby this weekend. <laughs> you Amazing. did. Amazing. You snuck up on Amazing. me. Uh, it was a rough game. So the Crescent I'm a rugby City, mom. Yeah, I'm a rugby you're, mom now. You're, you're my rugby mom <laughs> supporter. It was um, crazy. Yeah. I, I thankfully didn't get injured. I, I was, I'm still recovering from an injury. I don't know how people injury, cannot. Like, but a lot of people on my team did. Yeah. Like, <laughs> Rules. Y'all have rules. Y'all just don't. Yeah, we have uh, the the referee is called the sir and he or she tries to keep order. Um, Goodness but, gracious. But the Crescent City Rougarou, my team took on the Crescent City Blues, which are a little bit more of an established mm-hmm. team. They've been around for a while. And so we took a little bit of a beating, mm-hmm. you know, but it's always good practice. And um, there's always another another match. So it was a, it was a beautiful day. Um, but hey, did you see this cool thing that uh, Coast, the CPRA really nice. put out? Yeah. Very nice. Tell tell me, tell our listeners more about it because I already know. <laughs> so the Coastal Protection Restoration Authority, I mean, obviously we're always, and they are always trying to make the case as to why this issue is so important, not just in Louisiana, <laughs> but nationally. So they put out this amazing story map um, called Louisiana's Working Coast. You can go on their website, um, coastal.la.gov to check it out. But I mean, it just has amazing facts about the working coast. Some beautiful pictures. Beautiful too, pictures, really nice. you know, um, 75% of our commercial fin and shellfish species depend on, on wetlands. Um, you know, other facts like um, Louisiana ports uh, support about 75% of U.S. grain exports. I mean, it's huge. Really nice. Shout out to Port Fouchon. Looks yeah. like some, some boats over in Seaport. Really nice job, CPRA. Kudos to you. It looks really beautiful. And um, it looks like a way that people want to interact with mm-hmm. those stats. Hey, how's, um, how's the quiz going? The quiz is going well. You know, we were getting more and more engagement. In fact, do you want to take it right now? Yeah, let's see. <laughs> Should we let's take see it? how we can figure it okay. Let's do BJ. Come on, BJ. Right. Do you want to take the quiz? BJ, <laughs> BJ will answer. So, BJ, what kind of Louisiana are you? It's we a, know what kind. It's a beautiful Louisiana <laughs> Sunday morning. What do you have planned? Five-star brunch, bottomless mimosas included, putting on your Sunday best for church, then lunch with the family. Company's here. Time to hit the town. It's game day. Who dat? Strolling <laughs> under the oak trees or heading out on the water to catch some fresh air and something else. It's game day. Game day for BJ. Can I All answer right. for BJ? Because yeah. I know this is going to go. All right, BJ, what is your go-to dish? Is it etouffee jambalaya gumbo? gumbo? Is it crawfish? Season just right. Popeye. Nothing beats mama's cooking. Po' boy. <laughs> Oysters. Fresh seafood. Uh, 
uh, etouffee jumbo jumbo. Did you see the um, Did you see the Louisiana food bracket? You know yeah, they're doing like different so cool. brackets for things. The first round, crazy tough. Shrimp or catfish, po' boy, right? Well, yeah, shrimp, duh. Well, no, but, yeah, you yeah, know, yeah. Sazerac or old fashioned, you know those kinds of things. So. I mean, that's a tough bracket. Right. Tough bracket. It is. It's, it's tough. I can't make those decisions. It's why I choose when well, you let, should have let's it all. See, let's see. Maybe our, our guest on the line, can, can, we can ask him some we'll tough questions. We'll have to come questions. back to BJ's quiz later. <laughs> we have to ask him some tough questions. Um, welcome to the show, Congressman Graves. Hey, thanks for having us on. I appreciate it. So we were just going through a quiz. I think you would especially like, it's what kind of Louisianian are you? And you take the quiz and you find out your Louisiana personality. So we were, we were just going through that. I'm a who dad, right? Yep. And Jacques's a, a little Louis. I'm a little Louis, but you also have Swamp Spirit, Classic Cajun, you know. Crew captain. I think you should make your staff um, or, or your committee member colleagues take this test and find out what kind of Louisianian they are. <laughs> You know, that, that actually sounds like an excellent idea. We'll have to let's get on that tomorrow. We'll report back to you. Well, you have had a busy week. I've seen you a couple of times, and you've been all over your district. So, obviously, you're home this week. And, well, this is always home. So, uh, it's always busy when you come home, right? You don't stop. Uh, no, it's, uh, it's usually running around a good bit because we, we've been out of town, uh, been in D.C. so much. So, this is the time when you... When you travel around and meet with the folks that you're representing, so we've been down in the Bayou region a good bit. We've uh, been in the Capital region a good bit, and uh, traveled up north of north of Baton Rouge as well, and uh, Livingston Parish today. So just been traveling around a good bit, but it's been great just connecting with people. You, we're talking about we're talking to you like you're our old friend, which of course you are. But um, our listeners, uh, Congressman Garrett Graves is a Republican member of Congress representing Louisiana six district and so he as he just mentioned his you have 13 parishes goodness gracious that must have <laughs> 13 <laughs> parishes stretching from north baton rouge to the capital region down to louisiana's bayou country including my people just to be clear my north people um and before that um you were the chairman of cpra so we are uh, very lucky to have you who's so passionate on coastal issues and so uh, now you're you have an important um chairmanship right you want to tell us a little bit about that Sure. Yeah. So just this year, we actually were able to assume the chairmanship of the Water Resources and Environment Subcommittee in, uh, in the House of Representatives. And so that committee has jurisdiction over the U.S. Army Corps of Engineers. Oh, just that. No big deal. Yeah. yeah <laughs> EPA, um, uh, some of uh, NOAA, uh, just a lot of the water and levees and uh, navigation channel uh, type issues and just really things that uh, that, that have such a big impact on Louisiana, so important to our economy, to our ecosystem, to our people. And so uh, just really a great fit for us, uh, considering the district, the uh, area of the country we're representing. And Congressman, you're exactly right. That's such a great opportunity for, for the state and for Louisiana. How often do coastal issues, um, particularly here in Louisiana, come up before that committee or, you know, and other committees you're on in Congress? You know, it's amazing. You, you would think that, okay, you have 35 coastal states and territories. Uh, you have so many other issues in, in other states. You would think that this would come up once in a blue moon, but it really is amazing that I feel like this comes up uh, a few times a week on average. Uh, just everything from uh, making sure from a disaster perspective 
that we're making resilient, sustainable decisions. We're making investments that uh, they're going to allow us to have safe communities that we're properly adapting to some of the changes we're seeing with, with sea rise and, um, and, and uh, uh, some of the storm intensity and frequency issues that we've been seeing. You know, it, it really has been just a, a great opportunity to take some of the lessons learned from Louisiana and, and help uh, to explain those to folks from other parts of the country and help get some support and also helping them to learn from some of our, our uh, mistakes and successes. So, Garrett, you've, you've, uh, you were a staffer on the Hill for, for years and years. You worked for Congressman Tozan. You worked for senators. And then you were the CPRA chairman. So you definitely have the experience, um, you know, unfortunately, being through some of those disasters and, and leaning through that from different sides. But how do you balance that passion for Louisiana's coast and, and restoration protection with all the other big issues that not only Louisiana faces, but the nation faces? Well, first, it's a great question because, you you know, as I mentioned earlier, you know, with all the other things going on, it's amazing how often it comes up. But, but one of the things you have to think about is that we can talk about economic development. We can talk about the importance of roads. We can talk about education uh, and so many other topics. But the reality is, is that if these areas where all these things are happening aren't safe, aren't sustainable, then those things don't matter. So, so this, is a, this is a fundamental issue like food, water, shelter, clothing uh, that, that really needs to be on the forefront. It's one of those fundamental issues uh, that, that needs to be addressed. And so um, it, it, it really is uh, something that, that, that is sort of foundational. You know, you talk about balance. Well, before you start talking about these other things, you first have to say, well, wait a minute, is, are we talking about doing this in an area that's safe, that's sustainable, uh, where, where, they, where the investment will, will be a good investment? Congressman, we are up against a break. Do you mind holding on with us uh, just for a few more well, minutes? We'd love to talk to you into the next segment, too. Absolutely. Okay, thank you. Uh, you're listening to Delta Dispatches. We're here every Thursday on WGSO 990 AM and online on deltadispatches.org. We'll be right back. Welcome back. You're listening to Delta Dispatches. We're discussing Louisiana's coast. It's people, wildlife, and jobs, and why restoring it matters. I'm Jacques Hebert with Audubon, Louisiana. And I'm Simone Malaz with Restore or Retreat. We are so honored to have on the show today Congressman Garrett Graves. Our first congressman. Yes, it's yes. a first for us. Um, uh, congressman Graves represents Louisiana's 6th Congressional District. So welcome back, Congressman. Thank you. Great to be on. So if you've ever listened to the show before, you you know we like to ask our guests fun questions. So not to put you on the spot, but... But uh, we're going to put you on the spot. <laughs> we're going to put you on the spot. <laughs> uh, that's before, the- before we go there, I just want to make sure I got this. So 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 I'm the best congressman y'all have ever had yes. on. Yes. Right? Yes, yes, indeed. Exactly. Yes, indeed. I just want to make sure. I just want to make sure. Right? <laughs> you can put that on the website. <laughs> you have our approval. <laughs> um, so festival and, season and, is... And the worst. But... <laughs> <laughs> no, no. <laughs> Festival season is well underway or kicking off in Louisiana, so lots to choose from, but what is your favorite Louisiana festival? Oh, gosh. Uh-huh. That's, that's, that's hard. That, that's a hard So, one. so do um, you pick one in your district uh, or outside your district, and how do no, you pick so, one? You have okay, 13 so, parishes. So it, it, you know, it, it, we, so we, have, we, have, we have three kids, and so, you know, it kind of depends on, on what we're looking for. You know, for music, I, I love going, I think Lafayette, the... Uh, Festival of Katie Ann, the International nice. Music yeah. Festival. Those are those are great and fun, and just just left. It's got a great layout for that. 
um, uh, with the kids. The kids like going to the uh, Jambalaya Festival, um, uh, the, the Shrimp and Petroleum Festival. <laughs> Are you kidding me? Like, That's a great I one. Go to that. Only in uh, Louisiana. Yeah, no, no kidding. Uh, <laughs> I remember Jay Le- Leno made fun of that one night on the Tonight Show, like during his headlines. He was like, shrimp and petroleum? That sounds disgusting. <laughs> well, you know, you got to see the crown that goes with the shrimp and petroleum queen. Yeah. Uh, hey, man, Victoria, I mean, it's, who it's, works for me, was the cattle queen. And then she got to be the queen wow. of queens. Yes. I have wow. royalty on my staff. Yes. <laughs> um, I do know this for a fact that when Garrett campaigned, he went to every single fair, festival, church meet. I mean, that dude went everywhere. I mean, he he knows because he sampled every fair and festival there was. He's he's hardworking for sure. So we won't make you pick um, your favorite. We won't put you on the spot like that. But you gave, you gave some good some good options. Um, so before the break, you were talking a little bit about kind of how you know there are so many coastal areas across the country and so many so many population centers of on the coast and the need to build better. I mean, obviously, this last hurricane season was so devastating so for so many people. I mean, our neighbors in Texas and Florida, Puerto Rico. Um, as these disasters happen in other ca- places, I mean, how are you making the connection? Are people understanding more of what's happening here in Louisiana? They are. And, you know, so when you look back, you can look back since 1980. We've had about 215 disasters that have cost over a billion dollars. And, I mean, you can add that up. And when you add up all the money we spent on, on recovery from these disasters, it, it, it's like $1.5 trillion with a T. I mean, just extraordinary amount of money. And so the, the reality is, is that we have such a, a disjointed approach on how we address disasters and hurricanes and floods and vulnerabilities. And you have FEMA that picks up the pieces after. You have SBA that comes in and offers loans, HUD that that does resilience grants. You have the Corps of Engineers that's supposed to be uh, preparing areas and preventing them from flooding. Uh, you, you know, and, and actually, there are even a couple of others. You just, you have such a disjointed approach. And the reality is that we have every time something happens elsewhere, we start talking to them about, okay, what could we have done that would have prevented this from happening? And demonstrating that, okay, so we could have spent, you know, pick a number, $20 million, and we could have saved $500 million. And just talking about how this, this disjointed approach is simply unaffordable. It's too reactive and it's simply unaffordable. And how the fiscally conservative thing to do, the right thing to do, is, is actually to be proactive to make some of these investments. And, and as our population grows and you have more people living in our coastal areas, uh, we've got to get good at resilience and good at protecting uh, some of these areas from, from flooding and disasters. Yeah, um, I had a chance to be with uh, Garrett earlier this week when we had the congressional staffers, and and he was kind enough to come talk to him, and and I think he just kicked back into old CPRA and and old uh, Tozan mode and and all those other things, and he started rattling off stats. I mean, unbelievable stats, and I think you mentioned you know Katrina costs a hundred fifty billion, um, and and we were saying you know for a fraction of that uh, on the front end, obviously we could have saved so much. Uh, in money, but also, you know, in lives, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. We think we we probably could have. It was an investment about eight to nine billion. Could have saved uh, probably ninety percent of that hundred and fifty billion dollars. We and we could have saved over ninety percent of those lives. And look, that was fifteen hundred lives that were lost. Uh, it's just inexcusable. It really is, and we cannot continue this trend. I mean. It- 
part of that, though, the success story, and this was a lot of uh, as a result of your leadership, is that Louisiana has its coastal master plan, right? right. And so we have a plan that we're implementing. And is that a case that you make in terms of trying to get additional funding and, and showcasing the work that we've done in Louisiana and are doing? You know, we, we, we do. And, and look, let's, uh, this is an important point to make. The state of Louisiana has the best coastal plan in the, in the United States, uh, hands down. And whenever we were negotiating the oil spill settlement, it came up a good bit. The federal agencies that were all there, whether it was EPA or NOAA or um, uh, the United States Department of Agriculture, um, all these agencies that were there during the negotiations, they repeatedly pointed to our coastal master plan. And I believe that it actually helped us get more money because we committed to spend our dollars in compliance or on projects advancing the master plan. And they knew that it was these projects have been scrutinized. It was money well spent, and um, and I and I think it really helped us out in the past, and I think it's helping us out now. Yeah, Garrett. So, um, we, you know, as we move forward, you know, you uh, we had some congressional staffers down. You yourself are going to bring your own member, your friends and and colleagues down, your committee members. You know, what else could we be doing here in Louisiana? Do you think we're getting our message out? You know, you see it from a totally different angle and a totally different place these days. What is there anything that we could be doing? Well, so, so I think a couple of things, Simone. One, you have the issue of just making sure people in Louisiana understand this. Uh, unfortunately, uh, you have a lot of people even here at home that don't fully appreciate the coastal issue, or many, like I did years ago, just viewed it, viewed it as a birds and fish problem, a habitat problem. The reality is, is that this really does affect 2 million-plus people in South Louisiana. Uh, it it, 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 it uh, affects our economy. It affects the communities we live in. And uh, so, so just educating people on the relationship between the coastal land loss and, and individuals. Uh, number two is helping people in other states uh, understand that this isn't some parochial problem that just affects you know, crawfish or oysters. Uh, this is something that actually has national implications with us producing uh, more energy than any other state in, uh, in the U.S. with us having the five of the top 15 ports in the United States that are all uh, uh, vulnerable to, uh, to damages and disasters. Um, helping them understand that, um, that that all of the petrochemical and refining industries and, and things we have here that, that, that supply all of these other states uh, is vulnerable. And, and, and just really helping people to understand the, the national implications and how there is a connection between their states no matter how far off. Yeah, very good point. You know, we, we had that discussion just this week about, you know, this is a national issue and you know, for a long time, we made the case about why people should care about Louisiana. And then, you know, the tide starts to turn where, you know, what's happening in Louisiana is happening other places, right? It's it's not just about Louisiana. It's, it's about other places, too. And you've made that case really well. Yeah, Louisiana is the canary in the coal mine. When you look at what's happening on our coast in regard to the, to the, to the land loss, in regard to the uh, additional inundation that we're seeing, uh, even having to uh, close floodgates and things on a more regular basis because some of our roads are going underwater just from, from winds blowing water over the roads. Um, we are the canary in the coal mine, and the solutions that we come up with here are going to be solutions that we have uh, the ability to export to other states, to other countries around the world. 
And so it could become an opportunity for us uh, to really be a world leader. But but um, but importantly, we're sort of the laboratory on how to do this and uh, and candidly how to not do it in, in some cases. Yeah, definitely. I think I think that's a very good point. Well, um, you know, you recently won an award, too. We don't want to, uh, to miss that. Um, so you recently won the... Um, American Shore and Beach Preservation Association Award. I was going to call that ASBCA. <laughs> it's a tough, it's a tough <laughs> it's acronym. Not, it's not save me a little bit there. <laughs> it, 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 just, it just rolls off the tongue. It does. All those acronyms. You know that more than anybody, right? We should we should have an acronym quiz on here one day. Well, congratulations on that award. It uh, It's Thank probably you. the first of, of very many um, that you will receive uh because of your great leadership and work and um you know i've, I've been um been able to watch you uh, for the past 13 years or so and and i know lots of folks have known you even longer than that and it's been really amazing to see your journey and that that your passion hasn't died down so we are grateful to have you on the show today garrett well thank you all very much i appreciate the opportunity to talk and always look forward to the opportunity to talk some more and learn uh, learn some of y'all's thoughts on what we can be doing better to advance our our coastal issues well, thank you so much, Congressman. And of course, you're welcome back anytime. I hope anytime. you have a wonderful uh, weekend in district and a happy Easter. We'll see you at one of those festivals. Awesome. Yeah. <laughs> happy Easter to y'all. Take care. All right. All right thanks, thank Garrett. you so much. We'll be right back after the break. You're listening to Delta Dispatches on WGSO 990 AM. Hi, I'm Don Cheadle. Listen up. I want to talk to you about something important, the Environmental Defense Fund. EDF isn't like some of the other environmental groups. EDF works together with those on both sides of the issue. Despite all the fighting in Washington, EDF has found ways for both parties to support real progress that has made our air and water cleaner and the products in our homes safer. So not only can our planet prosper, so can our future. Go to edf.org to see how you can help. National Wildlife Federation gives voices to the wildlife conservation values that are part of our country's heritage. We are charting a new course for wildlife that our children and grandchildren will thank us for. Visit our website, nwf.org Louisiana, to find out more about our work to restore and protect coastal Louisiana for generations to come. National Wildlife Federation, uniting all Americans to ensure wildlife thrive in a rapidly changing world. nwf.org Louisiana. At Audubon, we believe that where birds thrive, people prosper. Nowhere is that more evident than in Louisiana. Integrating science, education, and policy, Audubon, Louisiana's mission is to conserve and restore natural ecosystems, focusing on birds, other wildlife, and their habitats for the benefit of humanity and the Earth's biological diversity. Visit la.audubon.org to learn more and support our mission. la.audubon.org. Restore Retreat is a coastal nonprofit organization working in the heart of the Barataria and Terrebonne Basins, from the Mississippi River to the Atchafalaya. We work every day to restore Louisiana's coast community and culture with our mission of implementing long-term and large-scale projects for our irreplaceable region. We'll hope you join us in supporting the solution. Check us out on Twitter, Facebook, and online at www.restoreorretreat.org.
And we're back. You're listening to Delta Dispatches on WGSO. We're discussing Louisiana's coast, its people, wildlife, and jobs, and why restoring it matters. I'm Jacques Bear with Audubon, Louisiana. And I'm Simone Malaz with Restore or Retreat. Well, thank you again so much to Congressman Garrett Graves yeah. for coming on, our first and best congressman <laughs> on the show ever. So, That'll hold for a while, yeah. I'm sure. <laughs> but, you know, we have another great guest coming yes, up. a very patient guest. Um, so Scott Kirkpatrick, who's the president of Coast Builders Coalition, is on our show again. Uh, this is his second time on the show, and we are grateful that he patiently has been waiting this time. Last time, it was his wife's birthday, <laughs> and we inter- um, we interrupted their celebration. So Hopefully, we're not getting you into trouble this time, Scott. No, we this just made him. Right. I appreciate you <laughs> So, Scott, uh, we, we talked to Garrett a little bit about uh, the federal side of restoration, and, and before Garrett even came on, we were talking about Coastal Day, and um, that's something that you spearhead. And, um, you know, why don't you tell us, though, a little bit about uh, remind everybody what Coast Builders Coalition is, and then we'll get into a little bit about Coastal Day at the Louisiana Legislature. Sure. So Coast Builders is uh, made up of those in the industry that are doing the restoration and protection work. It's the consultants and the contractors doing the work across the state and really got going uh, post-Katrina when you saw obviously a ramp up and a lot of the protection work that was needed. Uh, and then subsequently, uh, post kind of Deepwater Horizon, you've seen a, a ramp up in the restoration work as funds came uh, came in. So it's been a busy about decade for us and uh, a lot of exciting things on the horizon. Well, and it's not slowing down. Simone and I no. had an opportunity to go out to Whiskey Island recently, which is near completion. And so there's a lot of work happening. Is that correct? That's right. Uh, you know, a lot of uh, good projects that have been on the books for a while are happening, to your point. Uh, good sources of revenue out there. A lot of people employed in this industry, thousands working in our state uh, to protect and restore the coast. So that's very exciting. So, Scott, uh, you have a long coastal history as well. You were uh, you worked for Senator John Bro and, and uh, Congressman Baker, who was in Garrett's district well before Garrett. And then you worked for... Um, Governor Blanco. And, you know, you've been at this for a while. What what do you see um, now as our biggest challenge? You've kind of seen this evolved and, you know, refine this master plan. But now what do you see as our biggest challenge on the business side of implementing that plan? So I guess uh, it, it's really probably to do a great job with our implementation. We've really, I think, got to impress people with what we can do with the resources we've been given. Because what we know from the master plan is that we need additional resources in the future. And I really believe taxpayers uh, are going to be looking back and, and look at the legacy of our projects and the impact we made to make decisions about whether they want to fund restoration and protection in the future. Yeah, that's a good point. I, I think we always... Um you know, get the, uh, we don't get the benefit of the doubt here in Louisiana. And so we have to prove ourselves. But in this case, um, we have to really prove ourselves, not just to make sure what we're doing sustains us into the long run, but also that there's an opportunity that we may be able to secure more funds by proving that we've done a good job with what they've given us already. Yeah, that's right. So, Scott, we, I mean, we mentioned Coastal Days coming up on Tuesday. Um, we're going to have some folks there, you know, interacting with some of the legislators um, and, and Coast Builders Coalitions helping to lead that effort. So what, what are some of the things that y'all are trying to get across to uh, folks in the legislature on Coastal Day? Yeah, so, you know, I heard uh, some of what Garrett talked about in terms of uh, getting the message out. And so many good things have happened, I think, in the past decade or so to get uh, more of a message out about the coast. Uh, but but more has to be done. And uh, one of the things Coastal Days focused on is really interacting with uh, many of the legislators who don't normally hear about these issues. 
you know, they, they have certainly some responsibilities as it relates to the funding and to the projects that go into this. But unless they're really a coastal legislator, at times even somebody in, in Baton Rouge, uh, surprisingly even in New Orleans, uh, and certainly maybe in Alexandria, Shreveport, or Monroe, don't, they're not that familiar with the program or even maybe necessarily the, the dire situation in some areas. And so what we really want to do is uh, take the time to educate them, give them an appreciation for the stakeholders who are passionate about this, uh, and help them see how these, you know, when they're looking to cast votes for the coast, that it's not only good for maybe the areas along the coast, but how it is important and, and valuable to their districts, even if their districts are not on the coast. So, Scott, uh, we, uh, let's go through the day a little bit. Um, so anybody's welcome, obviously, uh, to come to the Capitol in, in Baton Rouge. We have a funding panel that we're kicking off at 10 a.m. We talked about that a little bit at the, the beginning of the show. Uh, we talk about it a lot on this show about um, how to maximize and leverage funding, and then then what happens from there? Yeah, 12.30 up in the fourth floor press room, the governor is going to come address the group, which we're thrilled about. He's been a tremendous to be a part of these uh, events and to give us uh, some thoughts on, on what's top of mind for him and some encouragement. Uh, we'll be joined by legislators and other stakeholders and uh, Chairman of CPRA, Johnny Bradbury. So that's really a time to make sure everybody gets some, some big-picture ideas. And then we're going to go down uh, to the chambers when the House and Senate goes in and going to be sending notes and reaching out to legislators who maybe didn't make that, that initial uh, that meeting in the press room and making sure just very quickly and succinctly they know uh, what's going on, what are, what are the hot issues, how they can support the coast, and how much the coast needs their support. Uh, a little later, we'll, we'll have a little industry briefing uh, that the CPRA puts on, to, uh, puts on and, and that's to uh, make sure the industry understands what the upcoming opportunities are and to get some feedback from the industry about uh, how they can um, appropriately procure those services and, and ideally to make, as I mentioned earlier, the, the importance of making those projects as effective as possible. We'll finish up with a big crawfish bowl in the Pentagon barracks. Yeah, And it's great to see kind of the investments being made here in Louisiana. We had um, you know, a vice president with um, Weeks Marine right, on right. talking about the multi-million dollar dredge they're building in yes, Belcase. $60 million, $60 yeah. million, not right. to, multi-million, yeah, <laughs> multi-ten million. Uh, but uh, Scott, are you seeing that interest level both for Louisiana companies, but also those outside of the state spiking in, in this work? Absolutely. And it's it's been, um, you know, the, when, when people can see dollars available and momentum and interest, they're, they're going to make investments. And I think that's what, what we're seeing. I've been seeing for a number of years. Uh, you, I'm, it probably weeks probably talked about it. You know, when they feel like there's a strong program that's going to be around for a while, then they want to make investment to be competitive in that program and to best meet the, meet the needs. And so at times in the past, perhaps we had a little sporadic funding. Maybe we get, a, you know, a chunk of money one year, but it wouldn't be around the next, or, and, and it was uncertain. That makes it hard on the private sector to make investments because they don't know if ultimately they'll pay off year in, year out. So with some consistent funding uh, that we see uh, coming in the, in, the, in the next decade or so, that really has uh, allowed the private sector to make investments to, to make sure people are ready to execute on these projects. Yeah, it was Mark Sickles that we had on, and, and he was a Virginia legislator, mm -hmm. if I remember mm -hmm. that correctly. Yeah, I think he said they go in every other year. Is that right? So <laughs> I'm sure um, Jerome Zarang and Senator Chabert and some of those others uh, might, might have appreciated that every other year now that they're in so much. <laughs> so, Scott, um, we are up against the end of the show. I mean, uh, where can people find out more information about Coast Builders? And, and certainly we can share some information about Coastal Day as well. 
Sure, yeah, www.coastbuilderscoalition.org. Uh, you can learn about um, some of our priorities, some of our members, and uh, we're thrilled that you really appreciate y'all highlighting Coastal Day. We're hoping for another great crowd and, and to build some energy and momentum as we go uh, through, through 2018 for the coast. Yeah, I agree. I, th- I think our work has only just begun. And so thank you for being with us. Thank you for taking care of that industry side. Uh, and thank you, most importantly, for being so patient with us today. We appreciate it. We'll see you on Tuesday, Scott. Great. Thanks so much. Thank you so much. So another great show in the books. Maybe it's not 51. Maybe it's 48. <laughs> 48 and a half. We'll see. But uh, what do we have coming up? So we have Coastal Day, obviously, on Tuesday, uh, April 3rd at the Capitol Building. And there's a um, derelict crab trap removal program. That's really important that they do that. Yeah, Lake Pontchartrain Basin Foundation, our partners, you know, I mean, obviously, there's so many waterways that have mm-hmm. crab traps just left in them. And it's not good for the water. It's not good for boating. So they're going to be um, removing those traps um, basically in, out of Hopedale, Louisiana. Um, so go to SaveOurLake.org uh, to learn more about that program. I think it's going to go through uh, the end of the month. Yes. So through tomorrow. Yeah, sounds good. Um, I hope you have some big Easter plans. Yeah, getting together with the family, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, how about you? Same here, yeah. same here. Yes, yes, yes. Egg hunt with the kids? Uh-huh, uh-huh. They are competitive. Do you dye too, the man. eggs yourself? Oh, that's tomorrow. We will mm-hmm. dye eggs. We have a glitter kit and an emoji kit. Well, Jacques, I hope you have a hoppy Easter. See what I did there? Thank you, Simone. I hope you have a hoppier Easter. <laughs> Thank you for listening to Delta Dispatches. Um, We'll be back next week. As always, you can listen to previous episodes on deltadispatches.org. Thanks and have a great day.